Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 18. Today, I will be interviewing Jonathan Masalinas. I wanted to interview a publicist to help other authors listening today get a head start in how to promote their book. I connected with Jonathan via social media and have enjoyed listening to his podcast and appreciate his passion for children's literature. For nearly two decades, Jonathan has been helping authors, speakers, coaches, entertainers, and entrepreneurs from across the country promote their talents and expand their audiences. His ability to highlight the best of what an artist brings to the table is uniquely exceptional. With the power of enthusiasm and determination, Jonathan is a seasoned professional at taking ideas and turning them into realities. As a publicist for inspirational and children's authors at Empowered Publicity, Jonathan understands the challenges that aspiring or rising artists face as they step out in faith and follow their own paths of service. He uses his networking-savvy, well-developed organizational skills and heartfelt positive energy to promote and establish name recognition for all his clients. A true partner in promotion, Jonathan empowers his clients with the personal attention and, and dedicated support they need to fulfill their dreams and expand the reach of their work. Um, so I just encourage you before, because sometimes I forget, to go to his website at empoweredpublicity.com. So thank you for being here today, Jonathan. Becca, it is a pleasure to be here. And I actually smile both on my face and in my heart because this is episode number 18 of your beautiful podcast, which is really doing tremendous things for not only children out in the world, but parents and families, speech pathologists, you name it. But I was actually born on August 18th, 1981. I just celebrated my 38th birthday and 18 oh. is actually my favorite number. So it's perfect. Oh, good. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, and, and just one thing I also want to say, as far as the positive energy goes, um, I, I just felt Jonathan's positive energy just by meeting him. Um, just by emailing and talking with you over the phone. I just, I really am excited to have you on today. And I, I just wanted to start off with asking you about your background and your company and how you started it. Thank you very much. And, and thank you for those, for those beautiful, that sharing of those beautiful, warm sentiments. I really appreciate it. If you would have told me that I would be spending my time working as a publicist for both inspirational and spiritual authors, let's say like, I don't know, 10 years ago, definitely 20 years ago, I probably would have said, no way. Growing up, I actually, this is kind of the uh, condensed reader's digest nutshell version. Growing up, I wanted to be a sportscaster. Actually, I wanted to be the next Chris Berman on ESPN. And I like to say that God in the universe had, you know, a little bit of a different plan, so to speak. Back in the um, summer of 1989, 30 years ago, I began a uh, very long love affair with the world of professional wrestling and sports and entertainment. So Vince McMahon's WWE, especially growing up, you know, the Hulk Hogan's, the Ultimate Warriors, et cetera, and so forth. So actually, when I was in college here in the Buffalo area, 
I was given the opportunity to found and host a wrestling radio show back in 2002 called Monday Night Mayhem. At the time, it was actually, it transitioned into one of the first ever podcasts that was created in the fall of 2004. And it was a really cool opportunity on many different levels because at that point, there was there was no social media. So there was no Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram it was it wasn't even MySpace at that particular point in time. It was just grassroots. It was you tell a friend, you tell a friend, you tell a friend. Two of the then popular wrestling companies that were just starting up at that particular point in time, Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling were starting. So I got in uh, with the ground level on those companies. But that experience, Becca, with Monday Night Mayhem, it really helped me on many different levels, not just from the publicity side of things and putting together press releases and connecting with various TV stations and networks and facilitating interviews and social media content, I can look back and say that the coolest experience that is a relationship that I'm still blessed to be able to have at this particular point in time is the now near 10-year relationship that I've had with Children's Hospital here in Buffalo. Then it was uh, the Women's and Children's Hospital of Buffalo, and just two years ago, they opened up a brand new state-of-the-art Children's Hospital in downtown Buffalo called Oshai Children's Hospital. I was introduced to them by a dear friend of mine, a father figure by the name of uh, Dennis DiPaolo, who owns a very popular Italian restaurant here in the Buffalo area, one of the largest in the country called Elio DiPaolo's Restaurant. He introduced me to the folks at the Child Life Department of Children's Hospital. Now, for, for your listeners who are not familiar of what the Child Life Department actually does at a children's hospital is they provide emotional support and entertainment for children that are going through dialysis treatments who are navigating through cancer and who are recovering from surgeries. So they will bring in anywhere from athletes to musicians to professional wrestlers to authors, and they'll basically help the kids take away from whatever it is that they're going through, not even just take away, but actually add more love and more compassion and more positive energy to whatever it is that they're navigating through both them, their parents, and their families. So I was blessed back nearly 10 years ago to start bringing professional wrestlers in from the WWE and Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling. And just the smiles on the kids' faces were just lighting up because, you know, you've got a kid that's going through bone cancer and he sees his favorite professional wrestler that he watches on television every week with his big shiny gold belt. And then, you know, they're able to wear the belt either on their shoulder or around their waist. It just made the experience so rewarding. So in the uh, after my grandmother had transitioned and, and passed away back in the summer of 2013, I kind of decided to wrap things up with Monday Night Mayhem. As I like to say, it was really no longer serving me at that particular point in time. I began doing a health, wellness, spiritually aligned, and inspirational based. Uh, radio show and podcast called Soul Luminous Radio in 2014. This is when people such as Jack Canfield, uh, Anita Morjani, the New York Times bestselling author of Dying to Be Me, Wayne Dyer's family, um, James Von Prague, a lot of New York Times bestselling authors, uh, transformation leaders were coming into my life, but I was going through my own healing at that particular point in time. So I had these wonderful opportunities to to meet these 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 amazing people, but I really didn't know on some level why it was happening. That experience lasted one year, but to really get to the heart of your question and as much of a Reader's Digest version as possible is there is a popular uh, book publishing company called Hay House. Many of your listeners might be familiar because that was Wayne Dyer's company, Louise Hay, 
founded the company many years ago, and they would do events called I Can Do It several years ago. So they would have all of their popular authors over a span of two days, and you could see keynote talks, and there's book signings. It's a really cool interactive experience. So I'm about a two-hour drive from Toronto. So I went to the event actually in uh, the spring of 2014. This is after where I had met uh, Anita Morjani, the New York Times bestselling author of Dying to Be Me. She had stage four lymphoma. She went over to the other side, had a near-death experience within seven weeks of coming out of the NDE, no trace of cancer in her body. She believes that fear caused her cancer. So what she did is to prevent herself from, quote unquote, getting cancer, she would do all the things that you were supposed to do to not get cancer, like eat from glass and eat organic and meditate. And lo and behold, she still got that. So I was going through my own series of what could have looked like health challenges on the surface. And it was just this fascinating experience. But I came back from Toronto and I said, I want to help people. I want to inspire people and I want to serve people. But I didn't know how. See, I didn't go to college to be a publicist. Like there wasn't necessarily any sort of a marketing degree per se. I went in with a background of communications and broadcasting. So in the spring of 2014 into the summer of 2014, I launched what was then known as Empowered by John, which was rebranded into Empowered Publicity. And just as I like to say, this amazing magic carpet ride of being of service to some of the rising inspirational and children's authors and best-selling authors around the world has been such a blessing on many different levels, but it serves as a deeper purpose for me and as a bridge to one of my lifelong visions of opening up a children's hospice for terminally ill children in La Jolla, California in a few years' time. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So in California, but you're living, where are you living right now? Are you, are you planning to go out to, to live in California? You're living in California? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually making the transition out to the San Diego, La Jolla area at the very end of next summer. So I've been, oh, I've wow. been blessed to call Buffalo my, my home for 38 years. It's actually called the city of good neighbors. So I encourage any of your listeners who are in and around the area to not just stop by Niagara Falls. There's some really nice people out in the Buffalo area as well, too. Well, you're going to have a better winter in San Diego. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's always sunny and nice. I love San Diego. It's beautiful there. Um, So that's great. I'm really, I wish you a lot of luck on that. That sounds amazing. And I'm sure you'll keep everybody up to date on the progress of that project. Absolutely. Yeah. So so I just wanted to, I wanted to ask you as a publicist, like what kind of tips you have for any new authors out there who are pretty, are maybe unsure about how to kind of, and I've been in this position before too, because, you know, as a speech pathologist, I didn't go to, you know, I didn't go to school to be a children's book author. Um, And one of the things that's writing the book was, I think the easier part for me and envisioning the illustrations and everything and pulling that together. But as far as the marketing and the promotion go, I think that's the part that I think that I've struggled with um, myself. And I just wanted to see if you could kind of give any tips for new authors out there that are, you know, feeling a little bit maybe confused or a little bit hesitant in how to promote their book and what you do as a publicist to help get their book out there. Starting off, and those are those those are very good questions. Starting off with your first point about really what are some tips, what to be able to do. I think first things first, if I may share, one of the old paradigms that realistically isn't in place all that much anymore was if you had an idea to write a book, it was maybe like, you know, you would your the the subconscious part of your mind, your ego might say, Well, who's gonna read my book? 
who's going to purchase it? You know, it's just going to be my friends and family. Sometimes people want to leave legacy project, especially for children's books. They want to leave like a legacy project for their kids, or maybe if their grandmother passed away and they're, and they're writing a book in, in her memory, in her honor, and they just want to keep that particular loved one's memory, legacy, message alive in some way, shape, or form. That was the old paradigm. I really believe, especially when it comes to children's books, not just children's books, but for books for that matter, there's nearly 8 billion people in the world right now. So let's just think about that. That's 8 billion people in this world. So if you would honestly think for a hot second that your message, that your book wouldn't be necessary, I encourage this even to people that are wanting to be coaches or healers or authors that matter. The world needs your message now more than ever before. You could easily turn on the television, turn on social media and think that the world's going to hell in a handsack. And that's definitely not the case. So the first thing that I can recommend, and all this may sound cliche, like a spiritual buzzworthy term, but to believe in yourself. It is absolutely 100% true. If you do not believe in yourself, if you do not believe in your message, if you do not believe in whatever it is that you're doing, whether it be you know, your job as a parent or whether it be, you know, clocking in at the nine to five at your local grocery store or owning your own publishing company. If you don't believe in what you're doing. No one else will believe that everything in life. You may hear the term energy probably about 15 times between <laughs> between back and myself during the course of this interview. But it's so true. Energy does not lie. There's times where you can go in your favorite bookstore, you pick up a children's book and you're like, wow, this has got great energy. And maybe you might pick up then, let's say, another book that maybe doesn't have as good energy. And you're like, oh, it doesn't have as great energy. So this, so those little specific things are afterwards, which really do make a big deal, like the illustrations and, you know, the, the cover jacket of the book and things of that nature. It all boils down to energy at the beginning of the day. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to take the time. And this may sound a little interesting when I say this, but to take the time to do your inner work and your self-development. Now, some people might be wondering and say, OK, well, if I focus on my healing, what does that do when it comes to you know, getting the message of my book out there or promoting it or publicizing it or monetizing off of it, right? Well, everything in life is about alignment. So if you take the time to do the right things inside and out, and I've been learning this throughout the course of my own journey and remembering it even more and more, if you take the time to do the right things, no matter what's in it for you, life is a way of reflecting back at us like a mirror effect. In Australia, they have a little thing called a boomerang, right? You throw the boomerang back out and eventually it makes its way back to you. So I encourage if there is, let's say, you know, your favorite children's author, your favorite inspirational author, take the time and also do the necessary research by reading books in your genre. Really be in that energy as much as possible, maybe not necessarily 24-7, but be in that energy as much as possible. I encourage people who are just starting out, take the time to send blessings to people that are more successful, quote unquote, than yourself right now. It's very easy to go on social media and say, oh, this person won the mom's golden choice award, right? Like fatally D, why can't that be me? Go back to the whole boomerang effect. Take the time, send blessings out to that person because they will come back to you in some way, shape or form. Another tip that I can mention is to, this goes back to the alignment, to, to connect with the right people. The way that I believe that the universe works right now, Beck, is, is that you know, personally, I do my part to not waste time. I don't waste time personally. I don't waste time professionally. So I really feel that we all have this inner intuition. We have this filtration system. And if someone's meant to be on our path, someone's meant to be on our path, we know. 
if they're meant to be a friend, if they're meant to be um, uh, a, uh, a significant other, if they're meant to work with us in a business capacity. So to trust your intuition, if your intuition says, this is going to be my illustrator, trust your intuition. Many of us, we tend to believe that, you know, we shouldn't trust ourselves because of quote unquote past decisions that we did before in the past, right? But that's the past doesn't have an impact on where you're at right now and moving forth. I could probably give at least a whole bunch of other tips in the process, but probably the last one that really comes to mind as at least as of right now, and this may seem cliche, is to stay true to yourself, to stay true to yourself and to follow your heart. So let's say if you know, you're you're pitching yourself out to, let's say, a newspaper, right? And if the newspaper doesn't feel like it's in alignment, you just you, you might just want to get interviewed by them because they're the big newspaper in town, right? If there's not an alignment, it doesn't make sense to be able to explore that. So maybe there might be, let's say, the secondary newspaper in town that might not necessarily have as large of an audience. It has a large audience, but they're more in tune with your message. They're more in tune with its with, with its energy. They promote things better. So take the time to actually work with and co-create with the people that are really supporting you, that believe in you and your message. Because over time, then you've got you know greater sorts of opportunities that will present present themselves in terms of speaking engagements, interviews, book sales, etc., and so forth. Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything that you've said about the the energy and being true to yourself because I think any of the stuff that I've published, um, even when people have said, oh, that, you know what, is that really, you know, are you going to be able to sell a lot of books to that? Or, But to me, I felt like the message needs to get out there. And I think going into it for the right reasons, because you're passionate about it, because you believe in your book and your message, um, I, I just can't agree any more than that because I, d- I think that does shine through yep. and it doesn't just shine through like just verbally when you're on the phone with somebody or even in person, it can even shine through like through email um, or just even through your social media and like what you believe because, and about connecting with other people. Cause I have to say like one of the greatest things about blogging and especially about the podcast recently is just connecting with all these wonderful people and mm. through all walks of life. And what I love to, what I love about the podcast is interviewing authors and discussing their books and like kind of the passion behind it, because there's always stuff that's behind the story um, that makes it just so interesting and fascinating about like, you know, what, how they came up with the idea and what the message was for their readers. Um, and so I totally agree. Cause I actually got an email from somebody the other day asking, well, what books, um, what books are needed? So, cause I, I want to maybe write a book. And what I said to her was that, it's not about finding something that's not out there. It's about like kind of having the idea yourself and being passionate about it and being inspired by it because there's no book written by, by this particular person. Like that's what I always say. Like you could have, you know, for me, there really wasn't any books out there that were about, you know, repeating kindergarten or a monkey balloon. Um, (laughs) But it was just an idea that kind of came about and we just became really passionate about it. So it's, if it's your idea, it's unique. And so I just, you know, I really, I really agree with that. And also the self-development I think is a really important part too, because in order to promote your book, you do have to feel, you have to be a little vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're putting your work out there and there may, there may be some people who love it. And there may be people who you may hear no, like, oh, we're not interested in reviewing it or promoting it. Um, and so, but that's okay too, because you can't just get, you can't give up. 
That's one thing I've also realized. Um, and I think, you know, with you, you know, you really give that positive energy to the authors to help kind of lead them to the right place, which is, which is really nice, which is great. I agree. 100%. I guess just the last question is, you know, because I think a lot of people may not actually know what the responsibilities of a publicist are. Um, so if, if you could just kind of go over that and exactly, you know, what you do for your company um, and what you do for authors, because I, I would just be curious to learn also. I mean, I have my idea what publicists do, but um, it would be great to hear from you about that. Thank you. Yeah. And, and that, those are all really good questions as well, too, because each author, each book is different. Just because you're a children's author doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be doing the exact same thing as another children's author. So one of the first things that comes to mind is, is that when you want to take the time to promote your book, what are some of the things that you enjoy doing? What are the things that light your fire, right? So I've seen, for example, some children's authors, even inspirational authors, They'll do a lot of stuff online, a lot of, you know, Amazon ads, right? And it'll just be about sharing their book online, but not necessarily getting out in the community. Now, maybe my own personal, from personal experience, and one of the things that I really love doing is helping people get out in their local communities, set up tours across the country, because I really believe that no matter what the genre of your book is, if it's an inspirational memoir, even if it's, if, it's a, if it's a book on spirituality or if it's a children's book, when people gather together, that is where healing happens. That's where transformation happens. That's where magic happens. I've had many times where I've worked with authors and, and traveled to different parts of the country, you know, beginning even here in Buffalo, New York. And when you hear the phrase, your book helped me or your book saved my life, like, then those are the sorts of reminders that you get from the universe that you're exactly on the right track, you're doing the right thing, and it makes the whole experience worthwhile. Because, you know, let's be honest, sometimes even when it comes to the fascinating things like writing and promoting your own book, right? There's certain things during the course of our day that we have to do that we might not necessarily enjoy doing. We have to take out the garbage, we have to get the mail, we have to do the dishes. And to the extent of, you know, writing and publishing and promoting your book, there's, there's, elements of that that are in that. So to, to take the time and ask yourself, what do you enjoy doing? So one of the things that I help authors to be able to do is to facilitate tours. The first one is a virtual media tour. Now, and let me just give this as a little bit of a disclaimer as an FYI. Not every single publicist does things the exact same way. I always like to joke around and this is, the, there's truth to this is, is that I, I am a publicist, but I'm not. I think that you can kind of tell from the way that I'm, that I'm, sh that, that I'm sharing my message and my story and my energy. I'm not the typical publicist. I'm not the three piece suit kind of guy. I'm not the New York city pen penthouse suite kind of guy. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? Because I do believe that when you align yourself with someone, going back to what I'd mentioned beforehand, is it has to have a good fit. It has to, I, I always do the right things no matter what's in it for me. So even if it means forwarding someone over to another one of my publicity colleagues in the process, but with the virtual media tour, some people might not want to travel. Some people may have uh, work commitments. They may have family commitments. They may have other financial commitments in the process, but they want to get out there and share their message. And one of the amazing things about your podcast and, and many uh, other aligned podcasts or even different podcasts, it's a very acceptable 
highly uh, populated form of programming. I believe the latest statistics reflect that one out of every three or one out of every four adults listens to podcasts. So if you're going to the gym, you're preparing for dinner, you're getting ready for sleep, you're listening to your favorite podcast. Those sorts of audiences may not have any sort of a familiarity with the person that that is being that, that's on their show or will be on their show until the audiences synergize. So that's when the audiences from a specific podcast will be able to purchase an author's book, follow them on social media, follow them in terms of, of what's next. As part of any sort of tour that I help to facilitate is that I help the authors become a little bit more in tune with the media, kind of guide them through the pitching process. People may wonder, what is a pitch? What are the kinds of stories that media outlets are looking for that pertain to whatever it is that I'm talking about? So <laughs> there's the virtual media tour. Sometimes people may want to set up a tour in their own specific city. There's many cities throughout the country, Buffalo, San Diego, Los Angeles, Dallas, Chicago, Miami, Seattle. Each city has NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox affiliates. They have an NPR affiliate, more than likely they have a great local newspaper in the process. Those media outlets are always looking for stories, not just necessarily stories about quote unquote local people doing great things in the community. That's huge. But if you're taking your message, let's say you're being called to share it in another city, right? That's a way to be able to help yourself get some additional credibility as an expert in your field by going to different other sorts of markets. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be about you know, the big time markets right off the bat, you can take your timing, then get to a level of a New York City or Chicago. But just to show how things like fast act, how how things really move fast right now, Beck, is, is that I had a children's author that I had the blessing of working with last year. And she wanted to do a media tour of the Los Angeles area. And there's a part of me that says, well, you know, you haven't done any interviews before yet. And, you know, how's it, it might no no guarantees because when you're pitching something out, when you're pitching someone out a certain message out, you can still have a million dollar pitch. And if you're talking to someone that let's say that their dog passed away that day, you know, they may not want to talk to you. So, you know, it involves a little bit of patience and dedication in the process. So long story short, this children's author got her first interview on the CBS affiliate in Los Angeles, which part of the old paradigm was a little bit impossible. Like you can't get yourself on the LA CBS affiliate for your first time. So things are very much moving very fast in the process. So there's the virtual tours, there's what I refer to as the city tours. And then the two other things to be able to share is is that there are some authors that may feel that they could benefit from coaching and mentoring, whether it be they're in the process of putting their book together and they would like to learn a little bit more about the pitching process. They've never done interviews before, but they see themselves being a great public speaker and sharing sharing their message over time. So actually through Empowered Publicity, I've helped to facilitate a seven-week coaching and mentoring program, which includes a media coaching component where people are able to do, authors are able to do practice radio, practice television, practice podcast interviews. So they are comfortable in that energy. They are comfortable in that element. So it's not just like they're being thrown to the wolves. They're fully prepared. They're in tune with their message. They have messaging and sound bites for their book and for their story. So it's not just rehearsed. It's not just practiced by far. It's very genuine. It flows. It's very heartfelt in the process. And to be able to help the specific author actually come up with ideas and content for a potential Facebook Live video series or for school visits or for speaking engagements, sometimes people have these great messages, but they need to be harnessed. 
the energy of their message needs to be harnessed a little bit further in the process. So there is that. And then the last thing, and, and then I'm super excited actually with, you know, you being a guest on the Empowered Publicity Children's Book Spotlight Series. Blessed to have been celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Empowered Publicity Children's Book Spotlight Series, which actually began last September. My grandmother gave me a little bit of intuition and guidance and said, why don't you start interviewing children's authors and illustrators? So I had no intentions how the program was going to turn out, whatever the case might be. And it has been such a blessed experience to be able to help children's authors and illustrators from around the world, ranging from first-time authors all the way to New York Times bestselling authors and illustrators, share their inspiring stories and share the messages of their new children's books. But it's not the typical interview. What I do with the children's book Spotlight Series is I help to kind of peel the veil a little bit back, not only about the creative process, but basically the combination of the human and the spiritual experience, right? You know, we all have doubts and fears and frustrations and challenges and obstacles and problems. The question is, is how do you get to the other side of that? What were the things that helped the author or the illustrator move through those fears and doubts and challenges and get and get to the other side? So uh, I'm super excited about what's next for the children's book Spotlight series. And uh, that platform is actually... On Facebook, the Children's Book Spotlight series actually beginning in October will be airing Mondays at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Uh, throughout the month of September, the interviews are, are still actually a little bit more so in the process, giving a little bit more content in celebration of the, of the one-year anniversary of the program. So there really is the opportunity to have different ways to be able to promote your book. It depends on the time that you want to invest in. It depends on the resources that you're investing in in the process. But one of the amazing things, if I may share to, to conclude this, this portion of our conversation, Becca, is, is that I really love doing this work that I'm doing. Like I, I was joking around with a, a dear friend of mine who's a very popular children's illustrator, John Parra. His work was recently shared with Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor. And we were joking during an episode of the children's book Spotlight Series. And I, and we were saying, how blessed are we to do what it is that we do every day? Like we get to wake up and we get to inspire and nurture the minds and hearts of children and bring parents and families together from around the world each and every day. And if that's not a reason to want to wake up in the morning, I don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, I can't, yeah, I can't agree more. I mean, I have to say like just children's books and and you know, interviewing people and writing about children. I love it. I look forward every morning. Actually, that's my routine as I wake up and I come downstairs and I write. And there's, I, I just, I absolutely love it. So, and I, I do have, I also have found that everyone that I speak to in the field is just so passionate yep. about it. And it's, it's such a great thing because I think it's the positive energy that you're talking about that when someone right. else is passionate, you feel passionate too. And it's so exciting to be with, um, to talk and be with other people that have similar interests like you, you know, and it's, and I see it when I'm reading books to the kids, like whether it's during therapy or it's with my own kids, um, just how they connect with the stories is so interesting and, and just, and just wonderful. So I'm just, I'm really excited that you brought up all these points and I'm really excited about being on the children's book spotlight series, which will be coming up really soon. 
Absolutely. I'm, I, I love both of your books. We're going to have such a fantastic time in the process. And depending upon when our conversation is uploaded here, you can actually go to empoweredpublicity.com or you can go to the Empowered Publicity Facebook page and you can watch Becca do such a super amazing job and share her wonderful and inspiring story and the message of her beautiful children's books. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. So is there anything else you want to talk about before we finish up? I think just the last thing that really comes to mind, you know, the energies of, there's that word again, energies, the energies of 2020 are being felt right now. And I share this because many people right now are either knee deep or starting to be fully in their life's purpose. I used to work in the collections industry for 13 years, something that I didn't share during the course of an earlier portion of the conversation, not because there was any sort of guilt, judgment, or shame, but, you know, working in collections and having, you know, asking people to pay their bills and kind of being in that sort of energy every day. It's like the exact opposite of working with children's authors and promoting children's books and inspirational books. But one of the things that I encourage people, because there are, there are your listeners out there that may want to write their book, but maybe it's not the right time to take the time and blessed, be blessed where you are right now. Be grateful for what's in your life and whom and, 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 and who's in your life. Because when you take the time to do that, you'll have more to be grateful for in terms of experiences, uh, more financial abundance, more love of self, more love of others, greater relationships. You'll be more in tune with your life's purpose. So to not necessarily be upset or frustrated, or at least stay in that energy and say, I, sh- I shouldn't be in this position. I shouldn't be working at this job or I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be going through this divorce. Everything happens exactly how and when it's meant to. Some of your listeners may have heard of the expression, it happens in perfect timing, or it happens in divine timing, or it happens in God's timing, right? One of the things I've learned is is that God's plan is sometimes a little bit different than yours, right? So you really have to be able to ebb and flow, trust the process. One of my favorite children's nursery rhymes, this is actually a beautiful way to close out our our conversation, which I'm super grateful for. One of my dearest inspirations, uh, teachers and mentors is Dr. Wayne Dyer, the multi-time New York Times bestselling author, many PBS specials. He was called either the father motivation or the godfather motivation. In many of his PBS specials, Becca, he talked about the children's nursery rhyme, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. I did one year of high school vocal ensemble, so I just freestyled for the first time in probably <laughs> probably nearly 20 years, but Many of us were, were inclined to and were programmed to row upstream and create additional doubt and fear and resistance and drama and stress and chaos. But when we go with the flow, you ever notice the expression <laughs> and you ever say it in life? When you go with the flow, things have a funny way of working themselves out, sometimes even greater than one can even imagine in the process. So to not, you know, be in that energy of frustration or, or upsetness of where you are and allow yourself. The other thing that comes to mind is, is, is that there are so many aligned opportunities and doors that are opening up right now. This may sound cliche and it's not just because I own a publicity company in the process. This is the time to share your message. This is the time to put out your book. I'm just actually making plans for the second year in a row to be at the Tucson Festival of Books, which is one of the largest book festivals in the country. They bring in over 100,000 people to the University of Arizona campus in Tucson over a two-day span. Everything from panel discussions to book signings to businesses being there. It's just this amazing, amazing, amazing experience, right? So there's opportunities such as that. There's, There's opportunities to be able to connect with 
people that will help you to further along your purpose. If you don't know where to start, start somewhere. As the expression goes, start somewhere, do something, take one step every day to inching closer to your dream. There's a reason why I call this past summer the summer of wishes fulfilled. Wishes fulfilled is one of the popular books that Wayne Dyer actually wrote. He encourages people to believe that whatever it is that your heart is desiring, that it already is a present fact. And live your life as if whatever it is that you want to do is already happening. Connect to the energy of that and see how fast your world transforms. So this may sound like to some people, some people might be scratching there and say, well, gentlemen is just spouting off a lot of gobbledygook, right? Wishes fulfilled and manifestation and blah, blah, blah. Try it for seven days. If you are the world's biggest skeptic, suspend disbelief. Try it for seven days and see what happens. I encourage you. I, I would love to just hear the feedback not necessarily from me sharing this, but just from our conversation, the energy that we're putting out there for your listening audience to do whatever it is that they want to do for their next steps, whether it be write their next children's book, whether it be write their first inspiration book, whether it be to go back to school. We're really living in a life and a time where anything is possible. And yes, be careful what you ask for, because not only might you get it, you will get it. So just be very careful of where your, where your thoughts and your energies go towards. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all your inspiration and your tips for the authors and, you know, just talking about your story because I know it helped a lot of people. I appreciate that, Beck. And I want to thank you for extending this beautiful opportunity to me and doing the wonderful work that you are doing as of right now. One of the things that my my grandmother kind of uh, inferred with me through prayer and meditation after she passed away is in life, all you get is opportunities, it's up to you as to what you make of those opportunities. And you never know how some sort of a small opportunity may lead to something greater. So again, uh, you know, I, there, there was a point in my life several years ago where I really didn't have that many opportunities. And now it's like left and right. My, my life is transforming into a Disney movie. And it's because of people such as you that do the wonderful work that you're doing. And thus in the process, also believe in me and what it is that I'm doing. So I always like to say, if it wasn't for people like you, Becca, I wouldn't be here. And I'm not just saying that because we're on this amazing interview and closing our time together right now, but because that truly comes from my heart when I share that. Oh, well, thank you. I feel the same way about you. So I'm really excited to see where your dreams go because I know you have a lot of plans. So, Indeed I do. Indeed yeah. I do. <laughs> so, well, thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime. 